Hello, and welcome to the Presenter Mastery Podcast. I'm Lucas, the amateur speaker. And I'm David, the pro speaker. And together, we're your weekly guides to unlocking the power of presentation skills. And today, the topic is mother skills. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. The core skills that will fast track you in your delivery. So out of the complete 110-step set of skills... Oh, yeah. There are some skills that affect a lot of the other skills. Mm, it's beautiful. Yes, and that's why we call them the mother skills. Yes, because a mother can give birth to children, and these children in their turn can become mothers and give birth to more children. I, one mother, can create maybe 50 children. In this case, it's the same thing. We actually have one skill that can affect 44 other skills, mm. more or less 44 children of that skill. It's super powerful. Yes, so what you said, we, we were talking a little bit, little bit previously, and you said that when you coach people that need, they don't have a lot of time, but they need big impact in the way that they deliver their message. You yes. coach them specifically on these skills. For yeah. example, that would be CEOs of cor- larger corporations that mm. just simply don't have the time. Oh, absolutely. It happens all the time. I am... Um I had a, key, a, a coaching of the Nasdaq CEO and um, they literally said he has a presentation in one week. He has to be a lot better. You have one hour. Mm. And if you go in and you do coaching for one hour and you shoot from the hip and you hope for the best, you're smoked. You won't get another assignment. You just, But what you do as a coach is you head for the mother skills because there's a number of mother skills. And if you can see to it that this CEO uses and applies one, two, or maybe three of these mother skills, that's enough. Because you know it impacts so many other skills at the same Mm. time. Uh, Yeah, so that's part of my profession. I get one hour, boom. It almost feels like like a military coup, you know, like you've got one hour, do this, infiltrate, fix, smash, 60 minutes, leave. Weird, really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How many mother skills would you say there are? It depends on it depends on where we should draw the line of how many other skills a mother skill should affect. Mm. All right, so we're not entirely certain there because as a coach, there's there's five clear mother skills which affect ten or more skills, but then there are other skills that maybe affect five or four or five. We don't know if we're going to call those mother skills yet. Yeah. Yep, yep. So uh, I'd say. Clear five clear ones. Mm. Okay. Mm. So let's just get one out of the way. Cool. We, we were talking about filler sounds. We are not talking about that as a mother skill, but no. it's a pure skill that you need to work on in to just get rid of. It's very powerful. It's very powerful as a single skill. It doesn't affect more than two other two, three other skills though. So yeah. Yeah. Mm. So just clarity in your message, get that done. Boom. Yeah. But that's not what we're going to talk about. We are going to talk about base volume. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yes. So there's one skill called base volume, and it can impact between 10 to 15 other skills. What is weird with that is it seems like the correlation goes like this, that as soon as you feel uncomfortable or insecure or nervous or anxious, you lower your voice. It's like an automatic human response. We tend to lower our voice when we become anxious or nervous not so, when we're afraid or angry so lower your voice is that in volume volume or? yes okay. yeah so maybe you start if this is your normal bass volume 
maybe this will become your bass volume and you speak mm. a little bit la- lower volume wise on stage and that has an immediate impact on your posture it has an immediate impact on your emphasis on your stance on your gestures so the trick with this one is for all of you listening is if you know that you're not a loudspeaker which there are some that are loudspeakers but i'd say that that's it's still rare generally every person who feel that they want to up their confidence can just up their bass volume by 20 percent so if you give it a try lucas so say something with just a low volume say that um tell me about the effects of the presenter mastery training program with a a lower volume uh, well in presenter mastery you would gain confidence and clarity in your message and then your normal bass volume well in presenter mastery you would gain confidence and clarity in your message and then 20 percent up in presenter mastery you would gain confidence and clarity in your message good and you can literally see where your hand becomes more distinct. Yeah. Like your gesture <laughs> becomes bigger yeah. and more distinct automatically. I didn't tell you to do that. No. But if you saw this on YouTube, you could see how his posture changed, how his body language changes based on one single skill, and that is volume. Mm. It's almost like when you need to add more volume, you also need to prepare your body for more mm. volume. Yeah. Which it's... is, it. you change your posture to, to increase it. Yeah. And then you become bigger (laughs) yes exactly yeah Yeah. so that one's easy and very powerful to apply in life Mm. and what is the the average speaker in bass volume would you say that the average speaker that you when you conducted your your the the research yeah where are people on on bass volume and should it generally be increased yeah is it a general problem generally it's 4.5 out of 10 Mm. So it can generally be increased 0.5 to a stronger bass volume. Because the problem is if you have a low bass volume is that you, it's, it's harder to go low. So if your bass volume is here, it's very hard to go lower because then people literally can't hear mm. you if you don't have a microphone. Mm. So you want to have a good bass volume so that you can go down in volume and you can go up in volume. But I'd say that you can literally, you can easily go up to a sixth if you want to go more confident yep. as a bass volume. Yep. Mm. It's going to feel a bit, a little bit awkward, but special situations like this could be if you're socially awkward or socially hesitant, you're mm. going to go into a situation you don't know really your place or whatever, and, but you want to feel more confident, just up your volume by 20% mm. and you will mm. immediately feel more confident and you will seem more confident. Mm. Mm. How hard is it to define your own volume? Well, I guess <laughs> but you, you walk around, you've been talking the same way yeah. for 10, 15, 20, 25, whatever number of years yeah. it's been. Mm-hmm. I know for myself, I can be loud. Yeah. I'm a loud person. Yeah. So I assume I don't have a problem. You don't have bass. a problem. No, <laughs> no you, I think your bass volume is usually six in social situations, mm. Right. Mm. which is good. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Because in a conversational situation, it's usually a five yeah but it's in the social situations that you usually Mm. need them yeah Mm. so is there a tip for a person who is unsure about their bass volume how to is is it just asking others because (laughs) i i I assume also assuming that 
lower base volume can be connected to being socially awkward yeah. not being confident in that situation mm -hmm. and then it can also be hard to ask about do you, do you, how what do you like about my volume <laughs> yeah oh yeah no yeah it's definitely well i'd say <laughs> it's very hard again a coach a coach can hear it within a mm. minute mm. boom but if you don't have a coach you could ask a friend but if a friend if they don't know what they're looking for they may give you the wrong advice it's like this stupid advice that i keep hearing about people using a lot of uh, gestures and they're recommended to not use gestures to mm -hmm. put their hands in their pocket or hold a pen or something that is s-t-u-p-i-d if you're doing that as a coach stop it now that's not professional mm -hmm. no uh, gestures should be used but they should be used functionally not not a tumble dryer version you know where you flap your hands around so you shouldn't stop people from using their hands because you limit their their vocal range and well, everything we went through last time, really. Mm. I want to give you uh, this, this story about this chap that I met a number of years. This is the worst of worst, man. This is the worst of worst. I think this is 10 years ago. I've got what I usually have, 10 people in the room. I'm training them in public speaking, presentation skills. Everyone goes up on stage or in front of everybody. And everybody's to do their presentation. And this guy comes up. And he goes, hello, my name is Brian, and I'm here to deliver the quarterly reports for the company today. And he just went on like that. I thought he was kidding, man. And at the end, I asked him, are you aware of that you speak with quite low volume, Brian? And he looks at me and says, yeah, yes, I've been told, I've been told, I've been told. I think we could improve on that. And he goes, okay, okay, okay. I'd like you to go again, just do the beginning. Please increase your volume with 200%. And he looks at me with big eyes. And he stands in front. You can see he fills his lungs with air and he launches in and he goes, Hello, my name is Brian and I'm here to deliver the latest quarterly reports. And when it comes to the end, I go like, Applauds. Well done, Brian. Well done. You know what? We need to bring it up one more notch or several notches. I want you to do that 400% up. And then you know, his eyes go even wider. It's like, is this man insane? Who is this man? And he goes up, Brian, and he stands in front of the crowd. And then he goes, hello, my name is Brian, and I am to go through the quarterly reports. I, I can't do this, David. I can't do it. I'm screaming. Who wants to hear me scream, David? And we all of us looked at him and we're like, you are not screaming, Brian. That is your perception of your own voice. Mm. And I think that was a revelation that he's probably still waking up to nightmares daily. Are <laughs> you making him scream? Yeah. Mm. It was fascinating. So yeah, no, people, and that is the worst of worst, but mm. I come across this practically every week. So big one, big one. Yeah. yeah. All right, good. So if you're feeling, you, you might feel that you have a low volume. You might yeah. know it from, mm -hmm. from your past experiences. Yeah. Don't be scared. Try to raise it. Mm. Double it 
in some cases you might need to <laughs> quadruple it and I it's not see, screaming. see somebody misunderstanding this and walking into a room, a social situation going, Hello, my name <laughs> is Stefan and I'm now here to play the game with you. And they'll probably, get back, of, they'll probably get back to us and say it didn't work. Yeah, it's a, an attention grabber though. Right. For for you. <laughs> it's another spice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try it out with someone that you're... Yeah, or listen, listen to your voice, you know. Yeah. Listen to three recordings of other presenters using exactly the same device with exactly the same microphone. But hey, mm. if not, just get a coach. Yep. Go to yep. hit Toastmasters if you've got somebody close to you. Hit Presenter Mastery if you want to go to the next level. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. That's base volume, skill number 14. Si, senor. Yes. And affecting 10 to 15 other mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm. Base volume. Mm-hmm. Really good. Boom. All right. Next one. Yes. Skill 77. Okay. Matching facial expressions. Ah, lovely. I like this one. As a coach, ooh, when I found this one, oh my, you know, it felt like I found the holy grail. Ooh. Literally, I can remember the moment I this was again a training, again 10 people. I had this man in front of me and his voice was just, I don't know, non, non-existent. It was no empathy, there was no change, there was no emotion. The rest of what he was doing was fine, but his voice. And as a coach, I was going, okay, let's try emphasis. Put a bit more value into that word. word. Come on, again and again and again. It didn't work. Damn it. Okay, let's uh, let's try to increase volume. Didn't work. Okay, try to think of something that makes you emotional. Go again. Didn't work. What on earth? And I know I've had this problem before. I wasn't able to tell them to change their voice. I'm like, okay. And for some unknown reason this particular day, I just asked him to use the facial expression that corresponds to the emotion. And boom. His entire voice register changed. Mm. And he, it was perfect. The modulation on the voice was just spot on. So when he smiled, he sounded happy. When he frowned, he sounded maybe a little bit angrier. When he looked worried, he sounded worried. But it all came from the face. It wasn't possible to change the voice. And this was the holy grail. You know, the efficiency of coaching people through facial expressions instead of uh, voice changes, boom. It was masterful, my man. Masterful. Like, we, I don't know. It, it depends on the person as well. We haven't done this before, but we can try it out. Lucas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want you to just, without now facial expression, because he wasn't using any, so no facial expression, I want you to explain how much you enjoy running. <laughs> I, I can't even begin to speak without okay relax running you know it's not even possible to smile no i i not can't smile i mean yeah mm. cor- correct yes yeah. running is a absolute it's it's yeah, I, I can't do it. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Now you add facial expression <laughs> well, and go again. <laughs> yes, I love running. It's getting out into fresh air. That's good. Feeling the air in your lungs, just running down. The, That's enough. The, the, yeah, you know, contain yourself, man. Contain yourself. 
Uh, how fascinating is it that your facial expressions are so solidly connected to voice mm. and not the other way around? Mm. Crazy. Yeah. So yeah, that's it, it, um, because it it also feels if I do not use facial expressions in connection to what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. it feels that I cannot put emotion into it. I think mm. that's what stopped me as well. Yeah. Like it's in, practically impossible. Mm. But and I assume in a way that people who well is it that people don't use facial expressions? That's that is the scary part, my man. Yeah. When and, I and when I started looking at this, it, I'd say that one out of twenty have fully fully amplified facial expressions. Mm. That's that's how rare it is. And I, I read this tragic study that we are becoming less and less good at it as well. So maybe maybe now it could be one one uh, one out of 30 and maybe 5 years from now it's one out of 40. Do you, do you know why? Uh, less facial interaction? Mm-hmm. It was even yes, the answer is correct, mm-hmm. but it's even more sad than that. Where do we learn facial expressions from? Well, well obviously the, our parents. Yeah, 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 so babies mimic their mothers and yeah. fathers and mm. yeah. So oh, they, oh, mm. I see where you're going. Oh, that is horrible. Yeah. So I'm so parents using their mobile phones and not longer looking at their kids is that what you Yeah. That was what the study looked at. Oh. So parents looking at their mobile phones to such an extent or screens to such an extent that they weren't uh, playing well, facial expression changes with their kids or natural mm. facial expressions weren't being picked up by the child. Mm. Uh, yes, so this isn't this isn't getting better. This is getting worse. Mm. Um, and and the less people you interact with, the less you practice your facial expressions, and the less your voice will become modulated, and the more misunderstood you will be. Mm. And you can literally communicate with your partner and become misunderstood over and over and over and over again because your voice isn't modulating correctly, because your facial expression isn't modulating correctly, because you never learned how to use your facial expression. Mm. Yeah, so the trick is definitely, well, that it's part of the problem with society today, that we're using too much screens. So I'd say that uh, maybe do FaceTime more often. Maybe what I love doing is just copying uh, the facial expressions of actors and on TV shows and movies. Mm. When I see something I haven't seen before, I try that out. I'm no Jim Carrey. I'm far from a Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is a 10. I'm a 5, maybe 6 <laughs> uh, compared to him. But uh, compared to the to the average person, I've practiced my facial expressions way more. At the time, they weren't so good, but mm. now I have more of them. And as a speaker as well, it is one of the it's one of the gems of comedy. Mm. When you're up there and you're delivering your presentation, you can you can create laughter after laughter after laughter by just using facial expressions. People. It's almost like it's almost as effective as changing language. If you go from like German, English to German, or English to French, or French to English, whatever, language changes, dialect changes, always creates laughter. Facial expressions create laughter. Mm. Yeah, it's a beautiful mother skill, my friend. Mm. Again, I, I guess it's hard to know if you're using correct facial expressions. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you do? You stand. Obviously, you can you can always ask a friend, get a coach, stand in front of the mirror. That's that's a great question as I, well. I, I know there are. If you if you Google it, you would find 
examples and templates of facial expressions and you can yeah. try them on yeah. right? <laughs> like trying mm -hmm. a dress but you can stand by the mirror and okay, okay i'm going to be happy yeah do i look happy yeah. if i do not look happy mm -hmm. what can i do mm -hmm. because all of the muscles in your face can be worked on yeah. just like any other muscle mm -hmm. in the body that's true yeah yeah just look at the mirror to begin with and then just start copying facial expressions from from movie stars or from magazines or from people that you meet on the street or something like that. Mm. Just become acquainted with your muscles and you'll mm. see that it becomes easier and easier to have automatic facial expressions mm. as well. Mm. Beautiful thing with this is that you can practice on a daily basis and by so become more clear, more understood, less misunderstandings, mm. better voice modulation. It's, uh, it's one of the big, big mother skills. Yeah, matching mm. facial expressions. Have you uh, have you done the? I know Alex, our, our head coach in Presenter Mastery, he brought up the exercise two T ta, mm -hmm. but I, I don't remember it fully. Do Do you know it? No, no. So it, it's an exercise to train on your facial expression. Two T ta. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I think it was you did something like two, and yeah. you sprinkle up your face, and then T, yeah. <laughs> and, and then a ta, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you okay, open up. I can see that working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll do an exercise video and, and drop it on, on uh, social media. Yeah, let's do, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an easy exercise for mm. facial expressions, but doing that daily, yeah. when you wake up, before you go to bed, you, you consciously train mm. your facial expressions to make them more, well, your, your muscles. Yeah. Yes. Just to tie this in with life in general as well, uh, my book High on Life coming out all over the world this year, 31 languages in total. It's um, it's interesting also how our facial expressions affect our emotions immediately in, in everyday life. Like if, if you who you're listening, you're watching this on YouTube, you as well, Lucas, you can try it out. Just frat, like go sad in your face. And you'll notice an emotional shift in yourself. And you'll also notice that your, your breathing pattern changes. I didn't ask you to do that. Uh, so your emotional state is immediately connected with your facial expression as well. So I don't know, nobody's actually proven this, but I have this theory that there are 5,000 muscle combinations of the face. There are so many emotions you can show with it. What happens if you never... If you don't know how to express curiousness with your face, do you then feel less curious? Because the emotional impact was so immediate when I asked you to be sad. Mm. But will, is there then an opportunity to sense more emotional states in life by learning and practicing your facial muscle, muscles, are they so immediately connected? If so, and I, I, I think this to be true because I've practiced it myself and I've coached people, there's just no scientific evidence behind it. Um, but that means that there's literally a new world outside of the world that you're experiencing now just by practicing your facial expressions. You'll get to feel more things. Hmm. I like that. I like it too. Mm. Well, I mentioned that is that book book is about self leadership, and well, the title says it: high on life. Mm. Yeah, yes, and by knowing different tools and tactics, mm. you can actually change your emotions, the way you perceive situations, yep. and mm. the emotions that you send out. Yeah, great. All right, matching facial expression. 
Skill number 77. Effect round 10. Matching facial expressions. That was the one that we did now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Is this a summary? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just asking how many skills does matching expressions affect? I, I know we talked about it. Is it like nine, ten in that range, right? It's it's definitely around ten, mm. but it could impact more depending mm. on how limited you were before. Yes. yes. So it could impact more. Could yep. be up to twenty. All right. Mm. So we've covered base volume, we've covered matching facial expressions, and yep. then we have functional gestures. Mm. Oh yeah, we skill covered them in the last episode. Yes, mm. we did. But it's a crucial skill yep. to to own. Yeah. Right? Uh, we did a, de- a brilliant demonstration on that on the last episode. So if you're listening to this, go listen to that as well. Mm. Go back mm. to that and listen mm. to it. Mm. It's such a massive thing. It's not only a mother skill, but it's also one of the more powerful skills. It's a power skill and a mother skill. Uh, yeah, and it just goes to say that when you start using your hands to amplify what you're saying, i.e. You, you you show with your hand that something's going up while you say it, you show with your hand that something's going down, you show that with your hand and you say it at the same time. When you say the number five, you show with the five fingers, uh, you use functional gestures. This uh, this is the most powerful mother skills cause, skill because it impacts... Plus forty skills, mm. it's insane. Yeah, and it, it it was so clear in the example we did, where yeah. just using functional gestures affected volume, affected posture. Yes, and my whole feeling about what yeah. I was talking about. Yeah, it just the the message is completely different. Yeah. So, as, as we talked about in the beginning, using mother skills to quickly increase the power and the output of your mm. message yep. is crucial. If you only have an hour, if you only have small amounts of time mm. to to before your next presentation, focus on this to make sure that you deliver it properly. Yes. Yes. Check. All right. We also have a layer skill. Mm. Oh yeah, we have one more, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That connects to these mother skills and it's synchronicity. Yeah. I think that's, is that skill 108, I think? It's far down there anyway. Mm, yes. It's one of the ultimate skills. So synchronicity is something that I observed while analyzing these 5,000 speakers. And it means, well, to put it in an example, have you, Lucas, have you as a listener, have you ever walked into a room and you meet a person, you shake their hand, and you immediately know that you don't like them? Mm. You've been there? Yeah, you or don't, you, or you feel that something's off. Something's off. Mm. You can't really trust yeah. them. Mm. Yeah, maybe you don't dislike them, but you don't feel this immediate connection. But then, in another room, you meet another person, you shake their hand, and you immediately you like them. Feels like you've been friends before. You've been there. Yep. And I found that to be so fascinating. And after analyzing these situations for so long, I realized that the person that we like simply has higher synchronicity. And what that means is that all their layers are in sync, which means that what they say, if they say, I love you, they say it with a voice that means, I love you. And they show it with their face and with their body language, and with their gestures. The more of these that are in sync, 
the higher the chance is that we will find this person to be immediately likable. Friend material, connection, vibe. The less of them, just imagine the, the situation where somebody then says, I love you, but you can hear it in the voice that they didn't mean it. Mm. That is then the synchronicity off and you feel that you can't trust them. So it's the same thing if you then walk up to this person in the room and you shake their hand and the way they say, uh, hey, welcome to the party or whatever, feels unwelcoming. The way they say it feels unwelcoming, like they don't care. And at the very same instance, they also look away when they uh, greet you. Mm. Yeah, So they lose eye contact. This means that their facial expression is not in sync with what they said and how they said it. And maybe their body language is also angled towards another direction and not towards you. Again, that's out of sync. So now you have three layers out of sync and um, the, the gestures are probably out of sync as, at this time as well. So four out of sync, one is in sync and mm. you immediately feel this is off. I, I, don't, I don't belong here, this person doesn't care, whatever. Mm. Uh, and so as a, as a speaker, you want to hit synchronicity. As a speaker, as a manager, as a salesperson, as a human, as a partner, you want to hit synchronicity as often as humanly possible because that is where you are you, your most truthful self, your, more con your most connected self. And I think if we all think back to the people we know, we know some of these people. We, we, we've met them. Maybe we have the luxury of being friends with them. They are very rare, these people. It's because they're transparent. It's because what they think is what they say, more or less. And mm -hmm. they're not judgmental. Um, they're also very present. It's a, it's, a, it's a character trait. Um, this, so when you hit that as a presenter, as a person holding a meeting, you create such a real vibe that it affects, affects uh, well, it affects the most of the 110 skills, not all of them, but mm. most of them. It's, it's incredibly powerful. So what you want to do is you want to move into that state. Mm. It's, it sounds a lot like being very focused on the moment, mindfulness, being present. Yeah. And in, in the situation you, you described, welcoming guests to a party or where you are, mm. it's, it doesn't take much to be in that moment. But it also does, doesn't take much for us to be we're we're in such a rush right mm. so we 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 lose track of that singular moment yeah. and we act from unsynchronicity mm. so how do you move then into synchronicity i'm assuming focus mindfulness yeah generally in life from the perspective of the of the, of the book it comes down to meditation and mindfulness the more you practice that and also um gratefulness mm. those three in combination with each other helps you move into that direction of becoming that character mm. a beautiful character mm. i uh, i actually did this mistake about a month ago lucas so i you know how my january began i was doing keynotes every single day i was doing meetings uh, i think i went through 14 keynote slash meetings pitches in 14 days mm. it was so intense and this particular day i had two they, the, the purpose was for me to meet agents and sell myself to these agents, 
right? And one of these meetings really went bad because I was not in synchronicity. Uh, that, that's what it came down to. Because usually when you have so much to do and you're going from the next thing to the next, you just end up out of synchronicity mm. automatically if you're not that character uh, you're born mm. with or whatever. Mm. And I realized that I messed up. So when I went to the second meeting that afternoon, I realized that synchronicity was what I had to hit. So I, ha I had to change what I know will allow me to move into synchronicity. Mm. And what is that? Because that was your question. What did I do in the second meeting? And uh, the one thing that you can do is oxytocin. So oxytocin has a tendency to make us more present, more caring. So before going into the meeting, I looked at pictures of my daughter, which I always do. Right? And this moves me into a sensation of oxytocin. I get tear-eyed and then I knocked at the door. And then when I met them, I met them with so much courtesy and gratitude and gratefulness and presence and humanity because I moved myself into that state. So I became more synchronized. And the second thing I did was I started the entire presentation by saying, I am only here now because I want to give you something. I have 30 minutes and I'm going to give you something that you find valuable so that you can use in your line of work that will m immediately make your line of work easier, better, more fun. 30 minutes. If I can do that in 30 minutes, then you see the value of who I am mm. and then we will possibly, more probably, work together. How does that sound? And they looked at me and they said, amazing. And then I just went at it. 30 minutes of just pure connection with what they needed. Everything I said, everything I gave them was just connected to that. At the end, they said, well, to summarize this, David, the big difference between you and others is that you give stuff that is immediately applicable, and you can immediately feel the value of it. And that was my intention. And that meeting went superb and has already resulted in so much business, whilst the first one didn't. Mm. So yeah, the two ways I like moving into synchronicity is, is oxytocin by looking at something that makes me feel vulnerable and, and, and care. And then the second thing is to focus on, the what, purely focus on what's important for them. What will they bring with them? The worst thing you can do is walk in with a 20-minute script in front of these people. And that won't work. Mm. You have to be there with them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, those, and sometimes I meditate as well before going into a, a keynote or a presentation. Mm. Yeah, the three, at least three advice is how you can hit synchronicity mm. as a power of yeah, some other skill. I'm also thinking that to, to be able to really have synchronicity, you need to own the base skills underneath. So it's hard to work specifically on synchronicity yeah. if your facial expressions mm. are off. Right. Yeah. If if you don't have the skill of of matching facial expressions mm. or the skill, the voice skills needed yeah. to to reach synchronicity in your message, it's then that will be very hard. So it's it's yeah. so that's why we say that synchronicity is like a layer mm. on top of the mother skills mm. 
that you you get up to synchronicity and it's possible using mm. the skills that you talked about now. Yeah. The tools to to get into synchronicity, to being present mm. in the moment, what's in it for them. But you also have to have the base skills yeah. <laughs> and know that it's possible. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I no no doubt about it. Synchronicity will make everybody better. Mm. Like if you're listening to this now and you haven't done synchronicity before, you do that before your next meeting, you will be better. Mm. You know, we're probably looking at 20, 30, 40, 50, maybe 100% better just by being in synchronicity. Mm. Um, but that's also where it stops. If you want to be better than that, then you have to practice the other skills um, because they will allow you to be... Well, it's the it's the one out of 20 example I gave you with facial expressions. Just because you hit synchronicity doesn't mean that you suddenly become fully modular in your face. Mm. You're still using the limited amount of facial expressions that you know how to use. Yeah. But if you practice all your facial expressions and then hit synchronicity, wow, that's a new level of humanity. Mm. Mm. Anything you'd like to add on mother skills as a topic? I think focusing on three things at a time is is good because that is something that we can digest and use. So I think four is just a top limit. So I'm super happy with that. But I'm just, uh, now when we had this chat, I just realized when you get this context out, out outside of the perspective, it's they're so powerful. Mm. I know they are because I coach in them, but I've never really sat down and talked about them like this with you. So, wow, they're insane, man. Yeah. Damn, just after this episode, you apply those four. It's going to be such a massive difference. Yeah. Fast track to delivery. Wow. This is what we do. Present the mastery. Yeah. Wow. Cool. So thank you, David. Thank you, Lucas. Pleasure talking as always. And if you, as a listener in this podcast, if you're struggling with presentations, you want to learn more about how to become a masterful presenter, then go to presentermastery.com slash apply, where you'll find more information about our program, how to work with us, how we can help you in your next presentation. Everything from your mindset to your content and your deliveries. And also for listening to the podcast, we'd love to get a review. So go into your podcast player, Five-star review, hopefully. You never know. <laughs> I hope you like what you're hearing, at least. And if you, we are on social media, take a screenshot of the episode, tag us with Presenter Mastery or David J. Phillips, and we would be so happy and appreciate it. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Yay. Bye-bye. <laughs>